crushing it. He's really, really doing well. The guy's a young, like uh, Brandon mentioned earlier, he's 25. He's been doing this uh, since he was, he got his first house, as you'll find out, like literally right after high school. It's it's amazing, inspiring. And uh, there's really some great tips in here for everybody. The guy has buy and hold uh, flipped houses and uh, work on flips now and uh, work on a wholesale. So lots to learn. So let's get to it. All right, Jared, welcome to the show, man. It's good to have you here. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Awesome. Well, good deal. Well, uh, you know, you came across our attention on the forums a while back. You know, you've been participating there and writing blog posts and uh, just kind of sharing what you know. And then I found out that you were actually a pretty young guy. I mean, you're not, you're not like old like you're Josh here. High, you're still in high school, right? <laughs> yeah. <it's insane>. Nice. <laughs> now, how, how old are you? I'm 25. 25. And you're a real estate investor. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so, but I've been a real estate investor for uh, about three and a half years now. So cool! Wow. Well, what inspires a twenty-one and a half year old to become a real estate investor? I mean, that's you know, a lot of people listening are like that son of a, you know, <laughs> I wish I did that. Well, when I started, I really had no idea about real estate investment, but I did know a lot about houses and working on houses because even prior to the real estate investment, I was a contractor working on uh, other people's houses, doing kitchens, bathrooms, and running a small construction company uh, with my brother doing that stuff. And then it got to the point where I was like, well, if we can do it for others, why not do it for ourselves? So I jumped into the real estate investment world, um, really not knowing much about real estate investment, but knowing more about houses. But you were doing this in high school, this construction stuff, right? In high school, it was more of a handyman. Okay. Yeah, so I worked for a local real estate investor as his handyman, just doing stuff to his rentals, okay. and um, didn't know much at all. But uh, every time he would just say, "Oh, can you do this?" I'd just say, "Yeah," and <laughs> we would we would figure it out along the way, and nice. um, and then uh, then just started to pick up small jobs with friends and family. Um, you know, they want a bathroom updated, and it just kind of grew and grew, and then. Left the working for the real estate investor a um, couple years after that, but with him, I, I made it from handyman to you know working on his flips and, and doing all of the like a full flip for him. So nice, cool, nice. And so you bought the first house. You bought. I understand it was like literally right after graduating high school. Is that right? Yeah, if I remember correctly, it was like. I can't remember exactly, but I know that graduation was in the way of closing. So, like, we we moved it, or it was it was oh. right there. I can't remember. Let me get my violins out for you. <laughs> yeah. So, so how, how do you do that? How do you buy a house that soon after high school? I mean, I don't know anybody that's ever bought one that quick. Um, a lot of it was help of parents. So okay. even, I guess that was my first investment property, but I I had no idea what I was doing. So not even a little bit. It was a suggestion from uh, mom and dad. I took it, ran with it. It really worked out. Uh, lived there for five years with my brother, who's my business partner now, and four other guys. So nice. uh, I guess house hacked it. Yeah, and, uh, house hacked. There you yeah, go. So, I <laughs> uh, did that for five years and it, it worked out really well. Isn't and, that uh, called like, you know, fraternity housing or something <laughs> to that? Yeah, level? it was, it was, a it was interesting. So five years of, five years of that. Now four of them were with all of the same guys. So it worked out pretty well. And the reason we actually bought that house is because we knew we wanted to get into the um, contracting side of things and it had a uh, 30 by 50 
detached garage. And so we were like, oh, we can store all of our tools, trucks, equipment. And that was the reason we got that house. Uh, we completely overpaid for it, but we still <laughs> own it today. Nice. Okay. And you, you don't live there anymore though, right? You rent that one or something? No. Yeah. It's rented out okay. to a, right a nice family who takes better care of it than the <laughs> <laughs> Hey, what happened to the fifth guy? Or do we not want to talk about that? What fifth guy? Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> there was a guy that lived in the basement behind the furnace because we added a room back there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> was there a troll? I mean, like, was this like the imaginary of. guy that you know appeared when you guys were up late drinking? <laughs> he did. He was the guy that stayed up like weird hours. And that's, come, you know, wake awesome. up at four in the afternoon when we're getting home from work and stuff. So that's awesome. Yep. Well, cool. Awesome. So, so how did you? I mean, how did you? Go from that to becoming a real estate investor. Well, maybe I can ask you first, how many deals have you done so far and what, what are they? Um, well, I own 20 units rentals. So me and my wow. brother um, own 20 units rentals. And then we are transitioning into flips now. So I am working. I just finished up my first flip and um, getting ready to list it at the beginning of the week. And we already closed on our second flip to get started on that, uh, but haven't started any work. Wow. And in the process of working on my first wholesale deal now. So, wow. Cool. So, right okay. So you, I mean, how do you get 20 units when you're, when you're 25 years old? Like how, were they multifamily, single family? Kind of walk us through that journey that you took. Yeah. Um, it started as single family. So, okay. um, the way we did it was we didn't have much money and no one would loan us money. Um, rightfully so. Cause we had no idea what really what we were doing, uh, other than we knew how to work on houses. So the way we did it was we built up capital through working on other people's houses, doing kitchens, bathrooms, decks, additions, whatever we could do. And it, and it was working well and we made good money because we worked hard and kept getting referrals. So sure. that worked out well. That gave us a little bit of money to start. And we bought, uh, our first property very cheap because it needed a ton of work. And what we did was we had the time and we had the will, but we didn't have the money. So we bought them really distressed and just put tons and tons of our own labor into it. Nice, nice. And, you know, putting, I guess a lot of people come in and say, hey, what do I do or how do I do this? You know, I don't have the resources. I don't have the capacity. And what you did was you found a way, right? You didn't say, hey, I don't have the resources. You said, well, I don't have the resources. What am I going to do about it? Yeah, and, and you know, built up the skill set that you can use within the realm of real estate mm-hmm. um, to to build up uh, resources and then apply those towards you know buying that real estate, which is really a cool idea. And I think you know, I, I hear from a lot of young people who are like, eh, I don't know what to do. Well, that's a great path. You know, hey, start learning the trade, start learning how to do the construction side. Yep. You know, uh, you you know what kills me is. You actually said, "Hey, all you got to do is work hard and do a good job, and you're going to get referrals." You know, I think one of the biggest pet peeves of whether it's investors or homeowners or, or anybody who's looking to get projects done is that because for some damn reason, ninety percent of contractors don't know what that is. They don't know what doing a good job is. They don't realize that like if you do a crap job, you're not going to get referrals. I'm talking personally about this because right now I'm dealing with a bunch of contractors Me once too. again, and I'm like pissed off, and I'm like they all suck. None of them ever want to be referred out to anybody. Like just literally do a a B job, and I will send you to fifty people, <laughs> and they will all gladly send you to fifty people. 
So for all the contractors that are listening, like because there are contractors listening, just do that and you will have a huge business. You have no idea. But anyway, back to back to your whole thing. I love it. I think the idea of of working, uh, you know, getting your hands dirty and then you know, buying the worst properties, like the the ones that everyone else looks at and is like, oh man, this is this is nasty. You know, sink that time in because that's all you got, right? Yeah, yeah. It was pretty much substitute our time and labor for the capital that we lacked. And uh, yep. the first ones took a long time because we were bouncing back and forth from working, you know, the side jobs of, I say side jobs, but the working on other people's houses took priority. So whenever we had a kitchen or bathroom for someone else, we were there. And then if there was ever a gap like that buffer time, we would be back working on our rentals. So they were slow in the beginning. And then um, as we got up to eight, I think once we had eight, we said, okay, we're done working for other people. And we're going to go to uh, now just strictly working on our own properties. And even then at eight, you know, it's me and my brother, it's, it's really difficult. It's not that much money coming in to where you have to say, okay, I'm going to give up all this time and really still not see any money because we were reinvesting everything back in. Yeah. I, that's, that's awesome. I mean, uh, I don't know. I, I feel like you and I took very, very similar paths in how we did this. Like we both did the construction thing and I was a contractor for a very, very short time. And I don't know. I why, just, why was it so short? <laughs> I had a rough time. I was not that good at being a contractor. Okay. I just wanted to make sure that's what yeah, I Yeah. Yeah. No, I was not that good. I mean, it was, it was <laughs> fine, but like, I made no money, like at all. <laughs> he like, didn't get any referrals. Yeah, yeah. I can see Brandon with a hammer just trying desperately no, it, to actually hit the nail. <laughs> yeah, no, it was it was it was rough. I mean, I uh, it's it's harder than it looks. I think like you can be good. It's like the whole emit thing, right? Like you can be good at swinging a hammer, but it doesn't mean you're good at being a contractor. Those are very two different skill sets to be good at. And or the def- business side, or you might be good at the business side and terrible at swinging a hammer, and you don't need to necessarily be good at both. And most people aren't. I don't know. It sounds like you. Jared might be good at both, but uh, I'm definitely not. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I wasn't until the until like the fifth house. I had no clue on the investment side of it, but it worked because I knew how to take care of the properties, and I entered at the right time. True, uh, you know, I had started in a market that could support uh, mistakes. Yeah, and um, but yeah, I. Uh, I think until the fifth house, it was, I didn't really have a clue. And, um, maybe somewhere around house six or seven is when I found bigger pockets. And that kind of helped me put something behind what I was doing and, and more, uh, I don't know, focused, I guess, as far as the investment side and, and understanding really, I, I knew what I wanted, but I didn't, I didn't know how to do the, the math correctly or anything like that. So uh, I was making good purchases based on the, the house itself, but, yeah, cool. The map behind the real estate didn't come till later. So yeah, six houses in, and I had really no clue what I was doing. That's cool. That's, That's great. Cool. That's great. And we, you know, we've got, um, we've got a couple of really good articles on real estate math. We'll we'll link uh, in the show notes to to one or two of them, and also obviously the bigger pockets uh, calculators come in extremely handy for for those folks who are. Uh, trying to get a better grasp. Uh, I love it. So cool. Well, let's let's shift gears a little bit before we get out of here, and I want to talk about the age thing a little more because, like we said at the beginning of the thing? show, oh, if we said at the beginning of the show, you're twenty twenty five years old, right? Yep. So that I mean, obviously, people who at a young age, I, you know, I was there too, and I guess I don't know twenty nine. You want me to give you my money? Is that what are you, <laughs> you're asking for? My, what do you like? You don't even shave yet, do you? Exactly. See, so people are like, I'm oh. not going to take you seriously, am I? 
Exactly. People are, are a, like apprehensive about working with young people. So Absolutely. can we talk, I mean, how did, maybe we can just talk about, first of all, what are the advantages of being young? Like, do you know anything that comes to mind? In is, real estate. In know, real I mean, estate. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for me, it was uh, the lack of other responsibilities in life. So um, like I mentioned, we put, we substituted our time for the capital that we lacked. Now, um, if you wait longer in life, you're going to have all the responsibilities that usually come later in life, whether it be uh, you know, kids, uh, spouse. Now, I do have a spouse now, but uh, nice. later in life, you know, kids, your parents are getting older, you take care of them, things that take more time, where as a younger person, I could not only devote the time, but had the energy to you know, work the 12 hours of labor or 16 hours of labor and, and just do that day after day. Now, I don't want to do that forever. I never planned on doing that forever. You know, one of my books that I have for later is The E-Myth. So I had read that and I said, well, this is just what I have to do now to get that going. But uh, as far as in real estate, being younger, uh, the advantages is really just the uh, power of exponential growth is, is yep. the biggest thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Can you exp- expand on that for a second? What do you mean by that? But I agree. But um, well, Expand on exponential growth. Yeah, like, what do you mean? Why yeah, what do you mean by that? What do you mean by that? Like, for those people okay, who don't know, and how yeah. does it affect you better than it affects like an old fart like myself? Yeah, it's already <laughs> too late for Josh. So, we'll just- <laughs> oh, and you just insulted, you know, like sixty percent of the population. So, you know, it's all right. You're fine. Seven billion people on the planet. That's yeah, it's okay. <laughs> okay, so um, no, the uh, exponential growth. Being younger, it's just like uh, you know. Starting out and doing the paying cash for that, it took a little bit of time. But since we did it, you know, in our early 20s, now we can just literally roll those cash out refis one after the other, one after the other, and just uh, snowball affect this to where, you know, if I'm um, 50 and I start and start rolling that snowball, obviously, at if I want to retire at 60, the snowball is much smaller than if I start at 20 and start rolling it and still want to retire at 60. So. Yeah, exponential growth is a huge factor of why I sacrificed so much in the early years to line up my goals for the later years. Yeah, that's great. That's I great. Love it. Yeah, man. All right, so disadvantages. I was I was talking smack earlier. You know, the, you know, young baby face. Yada yada well, yada. The, but the irony is, both of us have. Uh, a little bit more manly facial hair than the old guy here. So yeah, I mean, I, I can actually get proofed when I go to a bar, whereas you probably yeah. would not with your. I don't know. They don't even know. ask. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, all right. So disadvantages, obvious ones are you know people. Some people won't take you seriously because you're young. You know, are, are there other disadvantages that come with being young? I, I would say like not having established credit probably could come in to play for some people. What else? Really, if you have the right mentality and you just approach people the right way, I never ran into those obstacles. So um, it's the way you carry yourself. If you're confident, even if you're, you know, even if you're 20, um, if you are, you know, you hold the ball and you go into the conversation and you direct that conversation, it doesn't matter uh, if you're if you're 18 or 20 or or 40. It, people can find the confidence in you if you if you just uh, carry yourself the right way. Yeah. So what you're saying is uh, there is not a single disadvantage to being young and starting. So all you young yeah. people get started. Right. 
Yeah. There you go. Actually, I say this quite often is that I think age, investing at a young age is like your greatest asset. Like when you're young, like that's such a powerful asset. And for the, obviously the reasons you talked about, but one more that you didn't mention, but I think I could, I've seen in your life, I mean, in your story so far is that when you're young, I feel like people want to help you get to where you're going. Like that's I, right. I love to help young people when they're like, you know, like, I don't know, trying to learn real estate and they hit me up on the forums or they take me out to lunch or whatever. Like, I love that because I'm like, you know, I was there 10 years ago and now I want to help that person. And it doesn't matter if you're 30, 40, 50 years old, but older people that are older than you, that like the next generation up want to help you get to their point. So I don't care how, how old you are. If you're 50, find a seven year old that's an investor. Or if you're 30, find a 50 year old or whatever. Oh yeah. The, uh, a lot of the guys that we've done any kind of seller finance deals off of, all comment on one way or the other, like, oh, you remind me of yep, uh, myself exactly. back, back when I was getting into this. or Because yep. you know, a lot of these guys that we're buying off of were contractors or something like that, so I can relate to them. And then they're like, you know, after talking for a little bit, they're like, oh, I see, you. I see myself in you. And you know, just that rapport that you build with them yeah. uh, immediately makes the deal so much easier. Yep. I get both nice. those. I get both those things all the time. It's just that uh, I, I see myself in you, or you know, I see... I see myself in you when I was that age or whatever, or they say, Oh, if only I was like you when I was that age, I'd be so much further along now. And so both those things, they want to help and uh, yeah, take advantage of that. I'm, I have an yeah. article on the blog called uh, how to invest in real estate from at, at a young, young at a young age. Yeah. So I'll link to that in the show notes as well on the show, but uh, yeah, it just kind of lays yeah. out all those things. So. Hey Jared, before we go to the fire round, I just wanted to ask, I mean, for, for those young people, whether there's somebody, you know, we have, we have, Kids who are 17 who are coming on bigger pockets, they're excited about real estate and they're thinking, you know, I want to do this, you know, in a year or two. Or, you know, anyone else who's kind of in a in a similar place that you are, what what would you what would you advise them? What's, you know, not everybody's gonna be able to swing a hammer. So what would you tell that other young person who's thinking about getting started in the in the real estate investing business, uh, how they should go about doing it? Yeah, I'd say just take the sacrifices, whatever you have to do now, because they'll be easier to take now than when you pile on all the other responsibilities that will come with life as you move forward. So uh, whether, you know, for me, it was taking the sacrifices of doing that, uh, not spending the money that I could have earned doing the contracting and then also sacrificing my own labor. But however that person needs to do it, make the sacrifices now uh, while you can, because the power of exponential growth is so worth it to do those things. Yeah. You could stop digging the knife in my back, man. I, mean, I get it. I'm old. I didn't start when I was 21. I mean, yep, like seriously. Sorry, sorry young old, old guy. No, I know so many people like my age or not. I mean, like, yeah, like younger guys that are like in their 20s, like maybe late 20s, whatever, complain Dude, about you're money. Almost 30, I know I'm you? almost 30. I'm not there yeah, yet. I can still call myself young. young until I'm 30. All right. No, but I know all these guys that are like complain about not having any money yet. They play, you know, 10, 15, 20 hours of Call of Duty every week. And so like, it's, you said that sacrifice, right? I mean, like I, I didn't have a video game system until last year or even like, I don't know, this six months ago and I don't play it at all. Like, that's why I hate us interrupt to work. That's why I was sitting there playing. <laughs> no, like I, I, I played my Xbox. I got an Xbox one actually. Uh, Darren Sager traded me it for me building my website or something like that. And I don't even play it. Like, I mean, it, it sits in my room and I've, I haven't played it in a month and a half. Like, because yeah. I don't know when you're young, you got to sacrifice your time. And, and I think it's huge. Yeah. No, one thing I said to my brother the other day was there's going to be time. It's hard to see it right now uh, for a lot of people, but there's going to be times in life where I know I'll want free time mm-hmm. more than I do now. 
And that's a really hard thing, I think, to, for a lot of people to wrap their head around. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm planning to have children. And, and when that time comes, if I can have the freedom to not work, I'll have it because yeah. I, you know, I, I did what I needed to do now for Mation. That was so. one of the first ones I ever read because I had it at the library. I, you know, it was one of the earlier editions, but I got it at the library. And it, it, it's very textbooky, but yeah. it's got a lot in there. So. Right on, right on. What about business book? What, what's your favorite audio business book? Yeah, well, I listen to uh, E-Myth, and I like that a lot um, because when I listened to it, I was like, oh, this is the exact path I'm headed on, so yeah. I need to correct that. Um, <laughs> but I also liked uh, Br- Business Brilliance by Lewis Schiff. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it just talked about different stories of people who have showed exemplary business brilliance. So one of them, like the Circus LA guy, and uh, it talked a lot about, had a whole chapter on um, how dyslexics are really good at running businesses and being a dyslexic, I related to that. Interesting. Oh, right on. Never heard of the book. Sounds really interesting. Yeah. Yeah, Very cool. I've been doing a lot of Audible listening lately too. I like it. Nice. And, And by the way, like, you know, what what I love about this show, not only are you a young guy, but like you know, the, the fact that you're willing to share that with everybody listening, um, and, and you know, sh- seeing how far you've come despite having that the challenge of of being dyslexic, I I, I think it's yeah. awesome, and you it know, really just means I'm uh, bad at reading and writing. So. Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. no, but uh, listen, I mean, we all have something, you know. There's all everybody's got something, but uh, the reason I bring it up is this. There are so many people listening to the show right now that have never done anything in real estate before. There's probably tens of thousands of people listening to your podcast, okay? And I bet you a huge percentage of them are saying, oh, I can't do it because of that. I can't. And they all have their excuses and the reasons. And I'm not making fun of the people who have not yet done it. I'm saying, you know, take those excuses and get rid of them because, you know, if anyone's got an excuse, you know, Jared, you can say, Oh, I can't do it because I was dyslexic. Well, that's BS, right? We, we all have our baggage. We all have the stuff that we are good at, that we're bad at. We have, you know, we all, some people have problems, some people have whatever it is. We all have a way to get past that. And so if you really want to do it, you got to, you'll find a way to get past whatever it is that you can do. Now, not not 100% of people will be able to do that, but most people can probably get past that one or two things that's holding them back. And so if you're one of those people, you know, stop and just take a second and say, you know what, I've been making excuses for a long time about why not, why I can't do it. I'm going to just do it. I'm going to start, you know, planning, putting pen to paper, making things happen and get out there and and execute on what I want to do. Don't let the excuses hold you back. Yeah, or just find an alternate way. You know, like I, yeah. I'm not a strong reader. I can't make it through a book. Um, audiobooks, you know, simple, yep. same, same exact result. Yeah. Awesome. Great. Cool, man. What about hobbies? What do you do for fun besides real estate? Um, I work a ton. So all of my free time is devoted to my wife, my family, and my dog. So that's my fun, is, is them. So, and then what work. kind of dog? Uh, Pipple Lab Mix. Nice. Nice. Yeah. nice. Your dog would 